Hi, this is Jesse Keller with the Lakeland Health EM Podcast. I'm joined today with uh, Tim Scheele and Alex Spiewak, um, two of my senior residents. I won't say senioritis. I almost had a slip there. Um, so I'm <laughs> glad you're you... talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I am so glad you're with us today. And we're going to talk about fellowships. Tim, you recently went into uh, ultrasound and you matched at what program? I matched into the Denver Health uh, Emergency Ultrasound Fellowship. Awesome. And Alex? I matched into sports medicine at Western Michigan. Awesome. And we're very proud of, um, of their, their next journey and their next phase. Um, so to start, I'm going to ask with a, a quick question about, you know, what made you guys start thinking about going into fellowships in the first place? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. And um, we, so I, I started towards the end of um, my residency time here, just try, trying to start thinking about like the what future I wanted in emergency medicine and what my place was going to be and um, kind of what niche I wanted to have. And, and um, I, lately I've been thinking academics is probably where that niche is going to be. And ultrasound is just the passion that I've had um, throughout being here. Um, so uh, it was kind of like more of a, a future uh, decision that than, than uh, right here and now, um, thinking that in, in the future I want to be in a residency program. I want to be teaching residents, and uh, and I really enjoy teaching ultrasound. So, and and luckily I've had this experience with our uh, tracks here at the residency, um, uh, the ultrasound track I've been a part of here for the last couple of years, and that kind of gave me enough experience in that, knowing um, that that's what I wanted to do. So awesome, awesome. What about you, Alex? Um, my interest kind of drew from observing. Uh, faculty and other emergency providers and you know reading online EM docs kind of stuff that burnout is a real thing in emergency medicine and I think to prevent that you sort of have to find your find your niche like like Tim was saying that you got to figure out what's going to be your outlet so that you don't get burned out and you know I think people have variable ways that they figured out to do that whether that's academics administration or finding other things that interest you within medicine that sort of refresh you to do emergency medicine because it takes a lot out of you um, and for me I just figured out that sports medicine was sort of my refresher that it allowed me to sort of reapproach my care in the emergency department because I saw other things that sort of refreshed that and it was something that just personally interested me Great, great. So for both of you, it wasn't this just, you knew it from the very beginning when you walked in your first day of residency, I'm going to do a fellowship. It's something that gradually, you know, you, you over time, you started thinking about it and made that decision to do it. What, what, what time frame did you make the decision? I would say just this last year. Actually, when we started residency, I probably would have told you there's no way that I was going to do a fellowship. (laughs) (laughs) I actually joked often that I I just wanted to be a pit doc and just show up to work every day, which I think is also a a great career. But um, but uh, I was I was realizing that kind of like what Alex was saying is that I think that that would have lended towards more towards uh, um, burnout for me than than if I actually had uh, something that I felt. um, like was that was my spot in emergency medicine that was my my passion so awesome so Alex what what do you think that was the main barriers that barrier that you faced uh, within your journey to fellowship for me specifically I think it's a little tougher going into a, um, a, a fellowship like sports where you're not the primary component of that specialty so it's more of a family medicine um, based specialty in PM&R PEDS internal medicine and then emergency medicine so I feel like for me, at least to some degree, that was my barrier is that both I had sort of geographical constraints. I wanted to stay in a certain area and not being the primary specialty. So sort of being like a, 
I wouldn't necessarily say like a black sheep, but sort of like a odd man out in the situation of, of not necessarily being what people are used to dealing with and sort of being a little bit confused about what you have to offer. Um, I would also say um, in the application process, um, filling out forms and such can be really draining, and I didn't do a great job of that, of representing myself, because I have what I think is a decent resume, but I don't think I represented myself in, in that when I filled out the forms because I sort of figured people would rather see a shorter form, but people do actually, it, as it turns out, want to see every little thing you've ever done in your life that has contributed to you know where you're trying to get at now. Um, so getting started early, you know, applying yourself to filling out the forms. I'm shaking my head because I'm always trying to encourage my <laughs> residents to start their CV the day one because you don't. It's yeah. hard to remember too, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah, so I started redoing mine somewhere mid-late third year, and if I had done that earlier, it would have been a lot easier to fill out those forms and stuff to already have it down on paper. Um, yeah. Tim, I'm going to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about the just the you know because a lot of people don't know anything of what this likes. What's the whole process look like? How does it start? What's a rough timeline? Uh, it is it's so it is similar to uh, residency applications in that at least for ultrasound there's like there's a website that you apply to you put in your application on the website and you fill everything out on there and then you apply to your programs on on the website also and 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 just like the ERAS site and VSAS those types of things where you you pay a fee and then you have um, a certain number of programs you can apply to it, it was the same way with the ultrasound site it's through the Society of Clinical Ultrasound Fellowships um, it's usfellowships.com um, but, uh, or .org but um, but the so you finish your applications you you apply to the programs and then you receive interview offers and um, from from the different places that you applied to that want to talk to you um, and then you have a match day um, so that in those in those ways it was very similar um, to to residency match it's very similar to any, anything that we come up through the medical um, education system will we'll be very familiar with um, but the the differences I feel like is that you were you were pursued by the program much more than you were pursuing programs like in in residency you felt like um, they wanted they wanted you they wanted the best applicant um, just because I think there's there's less uh, numbers as far as like wh- who they're who they're uh, interviewing and things like that um, the the other thing too is that some of the programs will pay for your like um, lodging and travel um, which is kind of nice <laughs> get a little bit wine wine and dine happening um, uh, but the um, um, but as far as like the interview day and things like that, those were pretty much just like one-on-one, not like residency interviews where you have a whole group of interviewees that come and, and um, interview that day. It's just like you show up and, and you're the one person they're interviewing that day, which is kind of nice too. So, so overall, you would find the process a little bit less intense. Less intense, more... Um, you felt more wanted by <laughs> by the by the programs, and which was a nice feeling after putting so much work in during residency. So, good, good. Okay, so Alex, anything to add about the whole process? Or um, yeah, my experience was a little bit different in that um, sports is just has a larger volume of people applying for it. Um, so you're dealing with like thousands of applicants. Uh, so my experience was probably a little more similar to applying for residency, in that you apply through eras. It's all. ACGME rules and all that um, is applying, uh, so there's not quite that wine and dine atmosphere. <laughs> it's more like pretty cutthroat. You know, it's like 
you're applying and especially this last year apparently was, it was exceptionally competitive so a lot of programs had a higher number of applicants than they had previous years so it was a fairly competitive year and kind of a challenging process. So I think you guys both illustrate the point of it matters what fellowship you're applying to mm-hmm. and kind of the style is going to be different even maybe depending on the year as far as the competition level. Definitely yeah it definitely fluctuates for whatever reason you know I don't, I don't know specifically why it was so different. Um, one of my closest friends who was also emergency medicine trained did critical care I mean, he's in his first year of critical care fellowship and um, he got a ton of interviews and was flying all over the place to do it but it was less formal for him than than maybe residency like emergency medicine residency interviews um, and definitely more trying to get to know you kind of personalities type stuff and um, so it's a, I would say the atmosphere is overall still kind of that progression of more relaxed from med school to residency to fellowship. So what about the whole interview day? Um, how did the interview day compare to like the residency interview and how did you prepare for interviewing for fellowships? Um, so I just made sure that I knew a lot about that program and the things that they felt were um, important as far as like uh, their what what they really focused on education wise, um, whether that be like more focus on uh, academics um, as you know as an ultrasound um, provider. Like if you are if you're if they're trying to train uh, people to go into academics or if they're trying to train people to go into more kind of the community setting to become a director of a program or something like that. Um, a lot of them are, a lot of them try to, to tailor both ways because they know that a lot of uh, people doing ultrasound fellowships are interested in one or the other. Um, uh, they also, um, I also just tried to make sure I knew who was who I was going to be interviewing with and kind of look up some of the things that they um, they had done in the past because a lot of them have, are involved in research and, and things like that. But in, in that regards, I think it's very similar to, to when you interviewed for residency. You show up and you make sure you know who the program director is and, and the, some of the faculty members and things like that. And, and, and it was the same way that, you know, you showed up, you interviewed with probably the, the fellowship director, you interviewed with one of the maybe assistant fellowship directors, went out to lunch, some of those types of things. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Similar, uh, echoing what Tim said, is the programs seem to sell themselves a lot more on what they have to offer and how they differentiate from other programs, um, which I don't remember quite. I mean, every year our program is trying to sell themselves to to medical students as well. Um, But, yeah, definitely knowing what the program is who who's there um, where they're doing their rotations what, what you know for me like what teams they're covering I think having a base knowledge of the program um, especially one that you're interested in makes it so that you show to them that you're interested in them too because I feel like you know as a program when you're interviewing people it's also hard to say like who's really going to come here because you can really like someone but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to come to your program so I think if you like someone it helps if you are sort of reverberating their um, energy for their program that you're sort of meeting them there if that's what you're really interested in. Awesome. Awesome. So last question, what about tips? You got somebody really right now, uh, maybe they're finishing, you know, they're, they're, they're at that right time where they made the decision. Um, what are some tips or they're thinking about going into fellowship? What, what tips do you have for them as they start their journey into considering fellowships and, and trying to put it all together for them? Uh, so I would say get 
engaged early, um, whether that means a couple a couple different things. Like, because it's hard when you start as an intern, like you don't really know anything about anything yet. So how can you pick like what stuff to do for uh, for a fellowship? Um, but do a little bit of everything. So do a little extra ultrasound. Do a little extra like sports physicals or covering a, 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 an event. So if there's a marathon or a triathlon that that your residency is associated with, or somehow you can cover that event do that and get to sort of experience the breadth of what our specialty can be involved with like do a little bit of admin stuff or talk with your ER director about admin stuff and then pursue some of that so that you can start building your resume early because it does matter you know in a sea of applicants um, it may not seem like it matters that you did sports physicals four years in a row to you because it just seems like something that you did it was only a couple hours not that big a deal but not only are the people you're competing against going to have those things, but it looks better when you have more of those things. So the more you can build your resume and keep track of it as you're doing it, um, I think that's going to be hugely beneficial. Yeah, I would agree. And I think um, the earlier you decide to pursue fellowship, probably the better. Uh, but um, I think Alex and I are similar in that we did decide kind of late. Um, but um, we both we both set ourselves up for ourselves up for success early on where um, you were actively involved in, in a lot of different things. You were actively involved, especially in, the, in your interest, um, whether that be sports med or ultrasound. Um, but yeah, I think that your, your CV matters. Um, that's echoing Alex, but your CV definitely matters as far as what research you've done, uh, lectures you've done, um, anything that you, any awards you've gotten, um, the tracks. That was something that came up in all my interviews is people wondering about what our tracks um, were um, at our residency program. And then I think that uh, just finding when you're interviewing, find a program that really values its fellows because there are programs I think out there that um, kind of use and abuse the fellows. And I think that's something that stood out to me when I went to Denver is that they, they just value their, their fellows. And they think that, you know, having, having people there that really are passionate and love ultrasound is a great thing. And they, they try to get them involved in as much stuff as, as possible. So, and before um, Chris Trigger and Jeremy Long have aneurysms, can you guys speak about your mentors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I my my mentor is Chris Trigger, one of our faculty here. Um, definitely monumental to me getting this uh, fellowship. I, I can one hundred percent honestly say, and this isn't pandering to him, but I couldn't have done it without his help. Um, so do that's that's another big piece of advice is I think you need to find someone that's that you connect with on whatever level. Um, to help you through the process, even if that's not someone that's necessarily fellowship trained in the thing that you want to do so you can follow in their footsteps, but someone that can help you explore what your interests are um, and help you get involved by pointing you in the right direction. You know, that's what a good mentor does is help you figure out sort of where you want to go and what you want to do. Um, and I think your mentor can bring that out of you. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Jeremy Long has been my track um director, I guess, is what you'd say. He's the ultrasound director here. Um, the Just the fact that um, throughout this time of being in residency, he's like providing me with so many opportunities for ultrasound. I think that set me up, like we were talking about, your CV, my CV looked 
great because I was able to be involved in so many different things, and a lot of those are because of the opportunities he he has provided around in our program in general. Um, and and like Alex said, it's it's good to have any any mentor who who is just passionate about you doing well and you um, succeeding um, because they can help you look over your resume, they can help you look look over your application, um, and uh, having that extra set of eyes on everything is super important. So. Awesome. So, okay. So one year from now, you guys promise to do the follow-up podcast on what life like is like as a fellow. <laughs> hey, I'm, good. I'm not going too far, so I'll still be around. All right. Sounds I'm, good. I'm always happy to come back to the beach. So, All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for doing this podcast. Thanks. No problem. Thanks.